Storm Bowling Products, the Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Bob Benoit. Bob is a head bowling coach at Peru State College. Bob has four PBA titles and is mostly known for being the first bowler ever to roll a perfect game in a televised title match. Bob, it's Tim Berg and Coach K. Steve Klempkin here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right, Bob. Well, you're the head bowling coach there at Peru State College, and I want you to talk about you guys are a very new program, but first off, I think a lot of people are wondering, wondering how did that come about? How did you go from your time out on tour to what happened after tour to now coaching a collegiate program there? Well, I coach a high school here. This is uh, going to be my fourth year of coaching the Seaman High School. And uh, last year, uh, there was a envelope from Peru State College that was sent to Seaman High School, and that was kind of strange. And I opened it up, and, and I found this. Uh, they were looking for a bowling coach. They wanted to start up a new program. So I contacted them and to see what they had, and and uh, they uh, they offered me the the position to come up to Nebraska and take over the program and try to build a new program. And and um, at first I turned them down because I didn't want to leave my high school. I love those kids, and uh, so I turned it down. And uh, they called me a couple three weeks later and said, "Look, we've got to get you involved somehow." what can we do here? So we talked and we came to a, to a deal and, and uh, Skip Wilson is also involved with me to help coach the, the team and try to build the team. And he coaches Bueller high school in Hutchinson. So we've been driving up there and it, uh, it's been a little rough so far. And how far of a drive is that for you getting up there? Uh, it's about an hour and 15 minutes, hour and 10 minutes from where I live. So it's not bad. Uh, okay, but you know it will be in the winter time. The winter time it could get a little hairy, I'm sure. Yeah, and are there are there bowling lanes on campus, or is it something off campus? You have a center that's dedicated that you, you'll be using for uh, for practices. Well, they don't have anything on campus. In fact, uh, we have it set up here at Gage Bowl in Topeka. They're giving the kids vans from the school, and they're driving here on Saturdays uh, to hold mm. a three to four hour practice session here to where we can set up all the training devices and, and uh, try to get this team going. Now, one of the things I got to ask you about coaching wise here, and I know a lot of people of course know you as a competitor and a professional PBA champion. And of course your 300 game on TV um, that so many people remember, but, you know, your brother Rick is known as far as coaching goes, too, and with the Bowl U program, and he's been highly involved with coaching. Uh, it, have you ever had any uh, kind of intensive uh, coaching philosophy discussions with your brother? I have. Um, in fact, after I turned down the initial job with Peru, I offered it to my brother, and my brother went up and and spoke to them, and they offered it to him, and, and um, for some reason he 
decided to decline on the offer. Um, some of the coaching things that my brother has, I agree with some of them. I don't, we, we have a little bit of a conflict on some of our coaching thoughts. Um, I'll just kind of leave it at that. So, you know, we don't, uh, we don't kind of go down the same alley as you may, no pun intended, but, uh, <laughs> we kind of have our separate views. And you mentioned it was a little bit of a rough start for you. Can you go into that a little bit? What, you know, starting a new program, that's, it's a daunting task. You know, you're starting from even like Steve saying from, from finding a bowling center to all the logistical things you're going to. And we haven't even got to finding a team and how to find a team. So can you walk us through some of that? And then some of the things now that you hope to, to improve once uh, everyone does get back out on the lanes. Well, Auburn only has an eight lane center. And uh, the people there uh, are trying to sell the bowl. And uh, so when we would try to have practices there, we were only, we were limited to four lanes and we really couldn't do a whole lot of trying to do some one-on-one and some group stuff and some videoing and those types of things. And uh, so uh, I talked to Jerry Kessler. Uh, They also coach uh, Baker university and he owns the bowls here in town and offered to give us, you know, more lanes, meeting rooms, and they were very accommodating to what we needed to do. So um, there was a couple of people that owned the bowl up there in, in Auburn that were uh, holding tryouts, and uh, Skip and I weren't really involved in too much of the tryouts and, and who to pick and who not to pick. And uh, we probably have we have probably five or six that are, decent we have one girl that's really really good one boy that's really really good uh but after that it's uh, you know it's it's nothing to really brag about we've got a lot of coaching up to do and and they've got a lot to learn so we're struggling with that and now they're coming down here to um to try to practice here at gauge bowl and so the, the travel time for them is, you know, an hour and a half each way, probably by van. And so there's three hours of their day. And then we're going to be here three or four hours coaching. So it's going to be a long day for those kids. And and the, the college has been very, very accommodating to anything that Skip and I have asked for. And uh, one thing that we asked for is, you know, to be with Storm. We wanted to throw Storm products. And, and that would be the equipment that we would throw. And they were very accommodating with that. And just everything we've done, they've, they've uh, been great with. And you mentioned Skip Wilson. i got to brag about him just a little bit real quick, and then I'll ask you a question about Skip. But um, And I don't think, Tim, I don't think you know this. I don't think we've talked about it before, but Skip Wilson was actually uh, the inspiration that I had for starting the Coach K scholarship, when I, which I've been doing now for 10 years, 11 years now. And uh, Skip, when I went to school at Wichita State, uh, there was only one uh, alumni-supported uh, scholarship and that was skips and his was the only one for 20 years or so until i started the coach k scholarship in 2010 so my hat's off to skip and he started something that has now kind of snowballed into i think uh the last time i checked uh coach vatican and coach lewis said that we have about a dozen or so alumni funded scholarships through that program so skip's an awesome guy so how tell us a little bit more about skip wilson that that maybe people wouldn't know. Well, I met Skip when I was on tour. Um, most people probably don't know that I went out on tour in 1979, and I used to throw the ball very, very straight. 
and uh, I struggled. I could hit the pocket a lot, but I couldn't couldn't strike with the Holmans and the Roths and the big names. And so I got very frustrated, and and uh, I left the tour in '84 for a short stint to change my game to learn how to hook the ball. I wanted to be more versatile. So I took about two years off and then came back out in, in uh, 88. But I used to room with Skip uh, when he first came out. And mm. that's how Skip and I met. And then when I left the tour, Skip and I lost touch with each other. And I had not seen Skip for probably 22 to 24 years. And mm-hmm. I happened to be balling the state tournament in uh, Junction City. And I had shot 300 there in that tournament, and they announced it, and Skip was there. And he was at the other end of the bowling center. I was on the low end, and he was on the high end. And he heard my name. And he come <laughs> running down there. And uh, that's the first time we had reconnected in, like I said, 22 to 24 years. And since that day, uh, we have we created a um, – traveling team of nothing but ex-touring players and ex-Wichita State bowlers. And we travel Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri. And we go bowl tournaments more to have fun and just kind of reminisce and talk about old bowling stories. And we haven't been apart since that day when we met. And now we're doing this together. That's cool. What a cool story. And then, you know, you mentioned, too, about going out on tour and then coming back, rooming with Skip. But, you know, you would mentioned not being able to keep up with the likes of, you know, the, the Holmans and the Roths. So, uh, and when you shot 300 there at a forum lanes in Grand Prairie, you, you did that against Mark Roth. So yes, how, did. how did that, I mean, I'm sure, it, I mean, go, kind of going back to that day just a little bit, what did it feel like to shoot 300 uh, in the, you know, in the championship match for a title against somebody that you had completely revamped your game uh, to try to be able to compete with and then, and then actually do so against one of the, the, the legends in the, in our game. Well, you know, I've often I've often told people um, that if they were to have taken the day that this all started, that was my first tournament back on the tour. Um, I had just picked up a sponsor, Richard Altman, which I think most people that were around bowling knew Richard Altman had the best of the best. He had the Ozios and the Ballards and and you know the Duke and Berardi and you know had all the big names. He had twelve players, and he picked me up in December, um, of 87. And, uh, he said, uh, where do you want to start? And I, I said, well, I'd like to start at the Quaker state because I led the regional point list and I don't have to bowl the rabbit squad. So I don't want to bowl the first two tournaments. I want to be prepared for the Quaker state. He said, that's fine. So I went to the Quaker state and nobody had seen me throw the ball like this. And I led the first round and then Mark came in and he led it. And I went to second. We just flip flop back and forth the whole, whole week. And I never forget Henry Gonzalez came in and he said, he saw me throw the ball because he saw I was leading. And I threw it a lot like Henry Gonzalez back in the day. He called me back up and he says, Bob, what are you messing around for? You're leading the tournament. Why are you throwing the ball like that? And I said, Henry, that's how I throw the ball now. And he said, Oh my gosh, I've never seen anybody go from what you did to what you're doing now. It's just unbelievable. And I led that week going into position round for the TV show. um, I was leading the tournament and Mark was second. And I kind of felt like 
I'm going to pretend this is the TV show because I just have a funny feeling I'm going to be bowling him for the title. And I mm-hmm. shot 279 that game, and he had 269, and I beat him, and that solidified the number one seed. So coming into the next day, Richard Altman came up to me that night going into Saturday, and he said, you know, I, I can't – that was the first tournament he had put me in, period. And he wow. says, I can't believe you're leading this tournament. And he said, I'm not going to come back tomorrow. I'm just going to watch you on TV. And I said, that's okay. Cause he had Joe Berardi on the show and he had Steve Wonderlick as well. He sponsored those two guys. Well, the next day he shows up and he said, Bob, we haven't even talked about money or the split or anything. And I said, I don't care. I just, I just appreciate you allowing me to come back out on tour and see if I can make it work this time. And he said, okay, we'll, we'll sit down and talk when this is over. Well, he had made a bet with Ernie Slagle out sitting there on TV that Richard had told me afterwards after the show that Ernie looked at him and said, hey, let's make a crazy bet today. I, I think somebody's going to shoot 300 today on TV, and I'm going to take uh, Mark Roth, and I'll bet you $10,000 he shoots it. And he goes, well, I'll take my guy Bob for ten grand." Well, then I did what I did. <laughs> wow. And so when I got done, Richard said, Bob, I don't even want to talk to you right now. I cannot believe what happened. Just go up and announce that drinks are on me for everybody in the bowl. And I was pretty embarrassed because I'd never been in that position before. And uh, wow. so we got done and Richard said, um, Hey, you don't need me anymore. I'm tearing up your contract. You can go on. And I said, no, you gave me the chance to come back. I feel like that you and I made this work together as a team and if you drop me, I'm going home. So we made a deal, and I stayed with Richard for 13 years after that. So oh, it's wow. kind of like That's a fairy great. tale. If you were to make a movie out of that whole thing, yeah. I mean, to do it against a guy like Mark Roth, and I'll never forget the words that him and Johnny Petraglia told me when he stepped up on the lane after I did it. Um, Mark looked at me, and he said, you know, Bob, that's the greatest display of – bowling I've seen under that kind of pressure first time on TV bowling someone like myself I've ever seen in my life mm. what a great story that's wow. awesome thanks yeah. for sharing that yeah thank you that's uh that speechless many times as Steve can attest but I kind of am after hearing that I mean that's uh so many ways to go but I guess uh, you know sticking with what you're doing now with coaching I would say you're living proof that you can take these guys who you said and gals you said who need some work on their game and and you can change it. So what were some of the keys for you changing your game? How did you do that, and how are you hoping that you can communicate that to your team? Well, Fred Borden was a big inspiration on this whole thing. I decided to change my game. Fred Borden and I were really close, and he tried to teach me how to hook the ball and get the rev rate that I wanted. I just couldn't quite get it done throwing a 16-pound ball. So I came home, and I started watching tapes of Holman, Ballard, Bob Hanley, guys, Jeff Bellinger, guys that threw it like that. And I decided to drill up a 10-pound ball with my grip in it. And I went down and practiced with a 10-pound ball. The thing hit the pin looked like a ping-pong ball, and people were laughing at me all the time. But at least I could do the release and see the roll and feel everything that I wanted to see and feel 
and try to accomplish with a 10-pound ball. So I came up with the philosophy, here's what I'm going to do. I practiced seven days a week, seven hours a day with a 10-pound ball, and I videoed it. I did that for one month, and then the next month I went to 11, and every month I would go up till I got to a 16. Then I could do what I had trained my body and my muscle memory and my muscles to do to deprogram what I used to do and reprogram it for what I was doing now. And that worked so good for me. And even now when I help kids that are struggling to, to feel where their hand is or their arm is or their elbow or where everything is at, I drill them up a 10 pound ball. So they actually Mm. have something drilled for them with the ball in their hand and they can go through the motions and they can feel everything and they can get in touch with their body and their arm swing and, 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 uh, but it's no weight. There's nothing there. And that has always worked really good for me. And now I, I take that to the kids in high school. And I had a girl that I, uh, her dad came up to me three years ago and he said, Bob, uh, my daughter bowls for uh, high school and they told her to quit cause she was so bad and she loves bowling. And I know you coach Seaman, but would you help her? And I said, sure, I'll help her. She's a kid. I don't care where she goes to school. I helped that girl with the 10-pound ball doing my same philosophy that summer. The next year, that winter, she transferred to Seaman. She became, in a year, the second best bowler in the state of Kansas. She's now bowling for McKendry. Oh, and wow. she is just absolutely phenomenal. This girl worked mm. so hard to get to where she is. And I just use a lot of those techniques that I came up with and what Fred Borden had told me, and, and that's what helped her, and that's what's helping these kids. Mm. And you mentioned going; they're going to McKendry now, and they've got a fantastic program built there. There's uh, several, you know, I would say kind of like these high-caliber, high-end, um, very uh, uh, kind of sort of uh, – programs that go deep into the sport of bowling, you know, from all hit it from all different angles from alignment and physical game and mental game and strategies and equipment and all this stuff. Um, but I got to assume now that you're going to be looking at with some of these players that you can develop and, and even the ones you've seen in maybe some of the other uh, high school competitions in Kansas as being kind of a nice uh, funnel or a platform to get them uh, to help build your program there at the Peru state. Yes, and that's what does. Where Skip is very instrumental in that too. He knows so many people, and and he's talked to you know several uh, junior colleges to to kind of help us. And and uh, you know Skip has Skip and I. We both had the same coach, Fred Borden, when we were on tour, and so we have a lot of the same philosophies. We work great together, and he sees things that sometimes I don't see, and and vice versa. And it's just a great little marriage for Skip and I and, and being as good of friends as we are, it, it's just perfect. And I, I was looking to your high school team, you know, we can't sleep on them as you're kind of, you know, th- that's, you're coaching one of the top high school teams in Kansas in the, in the state there. So you took your high school program that needed some work and you were able to turn them around as well. So I think what you're what you're doing is certainly working there in Kansas, and and it's you know let's uh, let's see if it transitions into the collegiate game, and I'm I'm guessing it will. But um, 
that's a you know that's a very good accomplishment as well. What you guys are accomplishing on the high school level there. I've got a great group of kids. Uh, we won the state. The boys did not last year, but the year before. And I had four sophomores on that team, and two seniors. Yeah, they were very very young, but those kids just bought into everything that we were working on, and and they they. They truly trusted me. The, the first year, it was pretty difficult when I came in there. I never told any of the kids that I had bowled on the tour. I just That's just not me. I just don't do that type of stuff. And I came in one day, and they were all sitting at this table, and, and they were looking at something and looking back at me and looking, and I thought, what are you guys doing? And I walked down there, and they said, Coach, why didn't you tell us? And I said, tell you what? And they showed me the the video, the 300. And I said, well, I just don't talk about stuff like that. I just, you know, if somebody finds out about it, we'll talk about it. If not, then, you know, that's okay. I'm not, not here to float my own boat. But ever since that day, those kids have done every single thing that I've asked of them. They, we practice from three 30 to five. And then I bowl Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. They will come to the bowl at 8 o'clock at night. I get done at 9 and wait on me to get done. And then we practice till 11 or 12 o'clock at night. This is five days a week, and they, they call me. I don't call them. And they have just worked so hard on, on angles and ball motion and, and understanding you know what happens and why it happens in the swing and all this stuff. And they, they are – there's just so amazing what they have they have accomplished. It's crazy. Awesome. Well, such great stuff. Bob Benoit, appreciate you taking your time uh, out of your schedule and you got a lot of stuff on your plate there with coaching and uh, continuing to coach the high school team as well as your new uh, project and efforts there at uh, Peru State College. And uh, we want to make sure we can check back in with you a little bit later in the season, see how everything's going with you and Skip and the players and the development of the new program and We'll be excited to uh, to hear more from you. Well, I appreciate it very much, and, and thank you for inviting me. I, I really enjoyed it.